This episode of the 948 Division One show is brought to you by Ryan and Jim of Henderson and Logan Edmondson, and we do appreciate that. They're located at 2101 Highway 64 in Henderson. You can give them a call, 903-987-5858. You can find them online at rawironjimhenderson.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in Rawr and Jim of Henderson. And we've talked before about how at Rawr and Jim of Henderson, it's not just about working out. It's a family atmosphere that they want to know your goals and then they're going to help you try to get to those goals and strive for them and when you achieve them they're going to celebrate with you also logan knows it's not just about working out as he says nutrition is just as important as exercise when it comes to achieving your fitness goals proper nutrition is essential for achieving strength and muscle gains and he backs that up because now at the gym you can buy prepackaged meals they're healthy they're easy and also it's really easy to pay you don't have to have cash you walk in you get the meal you want and you cash app for it. So check out Rar and Jim of Henderson again, located at 2101 Highway 64 in Henderson. The playoffs begin, and where does 948 Division One fit in? Well, we're here to talk about it. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the Rar and Jim of Henderson 948 Division One football show, right here on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. Brett Twenty of NETSN is going to join me. And we're going to just kind of talk about where we feel Kilgore, Lindell, Chapel Hill, and Athens will go in this region. A very fun region, man. This is a region. I don't know if it is as good as I thought it was going to be, like at the very top. But I feel like it's really, really deep. And I don't. when I say I don't think it's as good as I thought it was going to be at the very top, that doesn't mean I don't think the very top is very good. I mean, Kilgore... Uh, you know, Lindell, uh, Chapel Hill, Lumberton, Bay City. And look at what Bay City's done this year. El Campo, they struggled, but hey, man, they're getting healthy. Uh, and that's where I mean by the top, maybe not as good. Cause El Campo ended up not being quite as good as I thought they would be under coach Reeves first year. Uh, but I do think they're rounding in the form. They're getting a little bit healthier. And so they could be a team to watch out for. Uh, and so that's what Brett and I are going to do here today. We're just going to kind of break down uh, the playoffs. And we're going to do this each and every week as long as there's a 9-4-8 team playing. Uh, and as, if they play all the way to state, we will have a 9-4-8 show. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Brett of NETSN joins me. And we're going to talk a little 9-4-8 right here on S2S Sports. Part of L4 Media. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. Terry Bennett back here on the Raw Iron Gym of Henderson 9-4A Division I football show. Now joined by Brett of NETSN. And before we go to the playoffs, let's take a look back. What are your final thoughts on District 9-4A Division I as far as the regular season? Man, um, preseason is we, – we kind of talked about what we thought and how everything was going to shake out. Uh, did not shake out at all what I, I thought in preseason. I mean, I don't think any of the places – I don't think I picked a single team right of where I thought they were going to be. Um, I kind of thought, you know, Chapel Hill, Kilgore, one, two, you know, Lindell there, and then possibly Henderson, Jacksonville, and Palestine. I didn't even mention Athens. And lo and behold, Athens wins week 11 over Palestine, makes it in the playoffs, and then, you know, Chapel Hill in the third spot, not where I – thought they were going to be uh just total mix up i mean and still 
the top three are still solid. I think they're going to have really good success in this region. I mean, I honestly talked about Athens. I mean, I think they'll play with Lumberton. I don't know that they can win the game, but I think it'll they'll they'll play with them. Um, so I think this district is going to be a big fa- factor in this uh, region three. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. You and I had talked at the beginning of the year uh, on the air and also just talking. And, you know, this this had got like every year, every realignment in 4A East Texas, they always try to find a district of doom. And this one had gotten labeled at night said, yeah, it's the district of doom, but you kind of know the playoff teams. And the first three, yeah, but that that fourth place spot that just turned out to kind of be exciting uh, between Path uh, Path between Athens and Palestine, and they 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 did things so differently uh, that I always love that. Me and Grant always talk about. I love it when you have two teams that contrast each other, uh, and it just a just a crazy way for the season to end in a fun way. I do want to bring up and talk about, cause you know, and, and you're the inside Chapel Hill, Kilgore. What were your thoughts on that? What, what happened for Chapel Hill in that game? So just overall, I mean, Kilgore came in they were physical. The game was really aggressive. Um, the referees let a lot of stuff go in this game. As far as they didn't blow their whistles very quickly. And it, it really, I mean, these two teams, I mean, they, they don't like each other. I mean, it's on, it's, it's a, it's a rivalry game. They've played so much over the past two or three years, um, and so a lot of a lot of plays were let go, and then so tempers flare early. Um, but it was very physical. Kilgore, I was impressed with their line play. Um, they're very physical up front on both sides of the ball. Um, they they made it really difficult for Ricky Stewart and Demetrius Brisbane to get going. Um, and the quarterback Williams was impressive for me for Kilgore. Um, he he is a dual threat um in in every sense of the word i mean they honestly um chapel hill's run defense which has been heavily criticized this year um and and they have i mean lindell they they just ran up down the on the field on them um was pretty solid in this game but it was the big plays behind them that that's what kilgore was able to take advantage of and williams was able to have time and able to scramble away and hit receivers down the field which was really the difference in this game. Um, I think Chapel Hill played better and I think they've gotten better. And honestly, I think we could see this game here in three to four weeks again. I have to ask you as a guy that's been doing Chapel Hill uh, football, you know, back-to-back state semifinalist. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't want to say this team has regressed this year, but it just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like maybe they've, progressed as much as I thought they would. It, it kind of feels like, and being at last year's level is perfectly fine. I, and we'll talk about the brackets here in a little bit. Uh, I mean, the, the path is still there for them. Uh, that third round is going to be really, really tough, I think. Uh, but it just doesn't feel like Chapel Hill's taking the next step. I think everybody thought they would this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as much as you hate to say, I mean, there's still the, the line play I think has on defense was always kind of, has been hit a little, little hit or miss. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kevion Huddleston, you lost in, in him. You lost two, two guys basically. Cause he was on both sides of the ball. Corey Johnson was big up front. They still have um, Allen on, on the end. They've had to plug some other guys in linebacker play from Ross and, and, uh, Oh, Trevor Brooks, Trevor Brooks. Yes. I've been, has been excellent. Um, but that up front has been a little, 
hit or miss as far as that goes. I think that's been the big difference. I mean, they haven't been able to power the ball up front. Now, obviously, Stewart and Brisbane, when they get loose, you know, they can go to the house anytime. But I think really that's been the difference to me. They've still got the guys out there. And I still think, you know, I think Coach Reardon does a great job of, of getting his guys to peak. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some things that we haven't seen yet from them that they're still holding back. Because uh, when it comes to playoffs, all you need is the right bracket to fall your way. And, and again, like you said, we'll talk about it. I think the bracket does look pretty favorable as far as uh, matchups go um, for the first couple of rounds. But, I mean, it doesn't take but just a few games getting rolling. And and you, you saw Harmony did it last year yeah. in, in, in 3A. I mean, nobody gave them a prayer. And then they run off, you know, four straight wins and – and had a great run. So, I mean, I really just think that, that this region is, is pretty wide open. I think Kilgore is honestly the favorite. Yeah. Um, they have to be going in just because of what they've done so far. Um, but you've got some really good teams in this region between, of course, you've got Lindell Chapel Hill. You've got Iowa colonies in this region. You've got Lumberton. Um, there's some other good teams, Bay city. Um, so there's some good teams in this region. Uh, yeah, and the fun thing about this region is uh, offenses are very explosive. Uh, I mean, w- when you talk about not only Kilgore and Lindell and Chapel Hill, but Iowa Colony, Needville maybe has best running back in the state. Uh, Lumberton with their passing attack, I know they started slow, but you know, right now it looks like they're starting to ramp in. And then you got an El Campo team that, you know, had up and downs and had injuries all year, but you never, you never count out a Travis Reeve team uh, when, when he gets them into the playoffs. But let's go ahead and start with, with the teams in nine for a division one here. Uh, Kilgore takes on Livingston Friday, Carthage Bulldog Stadium. Lindale takes on Vider Thursday, Nacogdoches, uh, Bryce Stadium. Uh, Chapel Hill, uh, of course, takes on LCM, Little Cypress, Mauriceville, and Nacogdoches at Dragon Stadium. Really underrated stadium, by the way. And then Lumberton versus Athens. That's at Nacogdoches, Homer Bryce Stadium, Friday. I have three of the four teams advancing. Mm-hmm. I also have Athens being in that game yeah. pretty late. But I think Lumberton, you know, we had asked on the sideline to sideline for a show, like what was wrong with Lumberton early in the year? And, and finally, we got a link to Coach Ray's talking about it. And, and, you know, they had a young secondary and they had a young offensive line and they had to rebuild them on the fly. And that's why they struggled early. But I really think the Raiders, if there's a team that I think could be a dark horse, that, that's the non-obvious, I think Lumberton is that team. Yeah, I think so too. I think, um, you know, we kind we of talked about this. Um, I agree with you. I think the the three out of the four, I think Lindale, Kilgore, and Chapel will take care of business. And I, I agree. I think Athens should be in this game. I think um, if if they don't play, if Lumberton doesn't play up to what they can play, I think Athens, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Athens sneaks in and yeah, gets yeah. the win here. I mean, uh, Coach Harold does a great job over there in Athens. Um, very good coach. And they they gave Chapel Hill some problems um, on that Saturday game that after the delay early in the game, um, some questionable decisions there that kind of put Athens in a hole. And they went for it on fourth and seven from their own like 20, 25 yard line early in the game. You know something very risky didn't get it. Chapel Hill was able to take advantage. So a few plays here and there, and they could have been right in that game. So I I, I think. Um, I think you're right. I think three out of four, though. I think Athens is just not going to have enough. But, I mean, shout-out to Coach Harrell and their staff. I mean, getting them in the playoffs. I mean, Athens wasn't even mentioned 
really preseason. We kind of counted them out because they didn't win a game last year. Yeah. Uh, but they, they played well, took advantage of an injury uh, backfield of Palestine. Had their top two backs were out in that last game. Don't know if you knew that, but uh, that that was part of the reason. Because I had picked Palestine. I thought Palestine just had more athletes and, and had looked better overall. But, you know, you got you got to play what's in front of you. Athens took advantage of it, and now they're uh, in the playoffs. Well, and also Athens gave Carthage a hard, I mean, a Kilgore a tough game, yeah. 28 to 21. I, I do think Lindell of the top three has the biggest, I guess you'd call it quote unquote upset factor simply because Vider in that slot T first off this game with how Lindell's kind of morphed into like just grounding out teams with their quarterback. This game might be over in an hour, but I think Vider <laughs> can play keep away. I think there is an upset potential there. I'm gonna, I'm still saying Lindell wins the game, but I I'm, I do think that Vider is going to really grind them down. I think this is a low-scoring game. It's either going to be a lot of big broken plays or low-scoring, but it's going to be all on the ground mostly. I, I have Lindell winning, but I think it's going to be like a 21-17, to, to 21-14 type game. Yeah, it's weird the way this broke out um, in the matchups because – yeah, honestly, um, LCM's quarterbacks out for the year. So yeah. um, Chapel Hill getting them first round, honestly, was one of the easier matchups that they could have gotten. I mean, you, you, sh- you sure didn't want to see uh, Lumberton and, you know, I think Viders a little bit better at this point. And, you know, Livingston obviously is, would be an, an easy first round matchup. But I think Kilgore is going to have their hands full in that second round. Um, so I think there's going to – this path for Chapel Hill, the first two rounds, I think, of any of the f- other teams is the easiest. I mean, do you agree? I, with that? I, I agree. I, I do think, though, that they will have the hardest third-round game if everything breaks the way we think it will, and that being Iowa Colony. Because I, the only reason I give Kilgore right now, uh, if we were to seed this region, which that's kind of a fun thing maybe we need to start doing in the future. That's just kind of interesting. Uh, I, I would... I would see Kilgore simply number one because of the tougher schedule and how they play Carthage at the beginning of the year. Iowa Colony, uh, we talked about it last uh, night on the show, and we've talked about it all year. Iowa Colony is a 5A school in numbers playing in 4A right now. Uh, and they might even be 5A Division One. And I compared to what, you know, Alvin Shadow Creek did the year that they were in that middle and they ended up winning state. Or Katie Patel, what they did when they were really a 6A team still playing in 5A because it was the second year of realignment and what they did. And both of those teams had solid talent, but what really helped them in the playoffs was that depth. Mm-hmm. And for Iowa County, it's the exact same thing. And so... I agree. Chapel Hill gets the 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 easier through the first two rounds. They might not even be challenged, really, but it's that third round. I I I would right now say Iowa Colony is the favorite in that game. Yeah, because uh, now that matchup that I'd like to see. I mean, you, if Lindell gets by a Vider, Lindell versus Iowa Colony. That's yeah. going to be interesting. Uh, Coach Cochran does a really good job with schemes, so I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with some things to uh, kind of slow down that offense of Iowa Colony, but. But man, because Lindell's a big school as well, so I don't, they have plenty of bodies. So that's going to be a a really really good matchup in that second round if that happens. So I mean, I think either one of those will be tough. You know, Lindell gave Chapel Hill problems earlier. Iowa Colony is a really good team, so I, I do think that third round would be tough. And then honestly, the the fourth round game. You look at Kilgore on the other side. Uh, you see them. You have a uh, that would be uh, base. Is that Base City the second round? Yeah, Bay City the second round. And Bay City's a solid team. Now, what's going to hurt Bay City against Kilgore is they don't have the size up front 
on either side of the ball. And I just think Kilgore is a better team all around. But yeah, as far as just the, that could be a landmine game for Kilgore if they go in and have a couple penalties, a couple turnovers and stuff. The Black Cats have enough to stay with them. I just don't think they have enough to beat them. And then you got Lumberton also on that side. Could be a possible third round matchup if they were to uh, continue to win. So, I mean, there's some. Kilgore's got a tough path too. There's gonna they're gonna have to beat some teams. This region has got a lot of teams in it that can be challenges to Kilgore. I think they will definitely be battle tested. And then you know the winner of this region, you, you look over at Region Four and you see the Bernie Greyhounds over there again, and you know we know what they did last year. And so um, I think this is tough. I mean, we we kind of looked at this preseason, and you know. Yeah. I think it's kind of shaping out to be one of the tougher regions. I know region two's got some, got some interesting teams, but region three is pretty deep. Yeah. I I think with region three, it's uh, region two is the known deep region three. As we've talked about as we thought at the beginning of the year, it could be deep. We didn't know. And I think it has become deep, but I, I don't know again, how much, when it comes to like playing at Kilgore, I, I trust a Bay city or a Lumberton or a Needville, um, you know, Lumberton. I, I know that the offensive line has gotten better, but I would still say, you know, you, you can't throw the ball. If you if you're not upright, right. we saw that with the Cowboys <laughs> and Eagles this weekend. And I could see the same way in a Lumberton Kilgore game that anytime that Lumberton blocks it, well, I could see the quarterback having success, but I just, I think Kilgore would live in the backfield Needville, uh, you know, great running back, but Neville's issues, they don't play defense. Uh, and, and they didn't the last time they made a deep run. They, them and Lindell had that famous game where uh, I've, yeah. never, I've never seen Grant. I wasn't at that game. I've never seen Grant literally just get frustrated with how bad defenses was in that game. He was texting me going, this is ridiculous. Uh, and, and they haven't really gotten any much better at defense. Again, a, a team like El Campo. That that's a team that I, that I want to see what happens if that you know they had a lot of injuries earlier in the year they've got some of those guys back their five and five is not quite as bad as a lot of other five and five teams so they're a team that could end up showing the depth but at the end of the day I I still think it's Kilgore versus uh, Chapel Hill or Kilgore versus Iowa Colony yeah I, I would agree with that I think I've after all the dust settles and we'll see I mean again it's going to come down to uh, for Chapel Hill. They've kind of the, the offense is, was looked a little stagnant. So yeah. can they can they get back in in rhythm and get the offense firing? I think they've got to get some more guys involved. Um, Stewart and Brisbane need to share the load a little bit and get some other guys moving because if they that's the key. Like if they can if they can attack you with a pass and get Kelly and Dean and Mayfield the ball um, and it spreads you out a little bit and forces you to have to cover. Then Stewart and Brisbane, when they take off with it, it just makes it that much harder for you to stop. So I, I really do. By the time we see the Kilgore Chapel Hill game again, um, I think it will be a little bit better ball game. And like I said, I think Kilgore they had two weeks to prepare. Um, that's a huge. Chapel Hill had a short week, and the fact that Kilgore's lost had lost three straight times at Chapel Hill, so you know those guys are ready to go. So we'll see what comes comes down to that next. But I think. Those those teams are going to have to hit a little gauntlet before they get there. So there's no guarantee that game happens, but I think it's a good possibility. But here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe.
As always, I want to thank Brett for joining me here. You can check him out, NETSN Live. Check out their app, dude. It's it's basically the East Texas version of, you know, Dave Campbell's. Uh, a little bit cleaner, in my opinion. And, and in fact, we like what their app, how their app is structured and stuff as we go forward at S2S Sport. And, and we're wanting to possibly have a state app for 2A, 3A, and 4A. Uh, we're going to be looking at how they did it because it's it's really awesome. I really enjoy it. I get my East Texas information from there. And he'll be joining me again as long as a 9-4-A Division One team is still left. We'll have a 9-4-A Division One show, which basically is just going to be a Region 3-4-A Division One show. I um, mean, we can almost brand it that now. And, in fact, to be honest with you, we might even have a show if some weird way there's not an info, a 9-4-A Division One show. I, I enjoy really talking that region. Uh, that kind of hits home for me, and, and I really enjoy it uh, through the season and, of course, during the playoffs. If you have any questions, thoughts, or comments, or if you want to call Brett a Chapel Hill homer, email them to me, Terry at S2Sport.com, uh, and I will uh, answer it or read it. In fact, I want to hear how many people that think that Brett's just a Chapel Hill Bulldog homer. Terry at S2Sport.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at L4 Media at Sideline to Sideline or on Twitter at Grant and Terry or at L4 Media. You can find our shows, S2Sport.com or on all podcast platforms or on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. All right, that's by districts in the books. We'll talk about the area round next week right here on the Raw and Jim of Henderson 9-4-A Division I football show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media.